1: Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. My name is Mel. And I'm Janet. Hello, everyone. Uh, We heard that, you know, it seems like people are a fan of uh, our dating episodes or our most recent update about our dating adventures.
2: Yeah, people seem to be really resonating with content that talks about love, both the fun and not so fun parts. Um, so today we thought we would continue that topic, seeing as how we're still in the month of February and it is
1: still the month of love or no love, <laughs> depending on what side you're on. So we did a um, ask on our Instagram and asked if y'all had any questions about dating. Um, So we're going to spend some time today talking about that, answering some of those questions to share our perspective. Uh, Before we dive into this, I thought this is really fitting for this episode. So I was just talking to Janet and, you know, obviously we're both on the dating app swiping and, you know, trying to get on dates and stuff. And as I was swiping, a familiar face popped up and I was like, wait a second. And then I asked Janet, I was like, hey, are you over blank? Because I do think so this person that popped up on my on my hinge was someone she dated earlier last year. And for me, as a girlfriend, you want to kind of spill the tea a little bit when you see something interesting. But at the same time, you want to make sure your girlfriend is OK to mentally OK to receive the tea. Right. And she was like, no, I'm totally fine. I was like, cool. So I was on my hinge and I saw his profile come up. And I was like, huh. From what I remember Janet telling me, he was around thirty
2: yeah yeah he 39? was he was pushing was he? pushing towards 40 definitely in his late 30s
1: but on the app it didn't say that it said he was 33 and I'm like what the freak this is not what I <laughs> this is not what I remember so I was like uh I was like is this a fake profile what is going on so Jay and I had a little bit of a, a little discussion on that um Jay what, what are your thoughts on that
2: yeah so when you first when you first brought up hey remember so and so I was like uh, yeah, uh-oh, preparing myself for what I was going to hear. And then you mentioned being on the apps, and I thought, oh, does, you know, and, and Mel also, for context, this is, today is the day after Valentine's Day, and Mel had gone out last night uh, on a date with some girlfriend, so I was wondering, I'm like, oh, are one of your girlfriends maybe, like, connecting with him or something? Mm. And you're like, no, no, no it's not it's not that bad. So I was like, okay. Um, but we did clarify that his location has changed, because he, when him and I were seeing each other, he was located in Orange County, and now he's, Relocated probably makes sense. He was in between stuff at the time we had started seeing each other when he had just moved to the west coast from New York and he was living with his sister temporarily. Mm -hmm. So now he is in LA and his age magically shrunk by five (laughs) years. And I would kind of, I don't know, at this point, you know, that feels like it was so long ago. Like it doesn't even feel like it was a year ago, it feels like it was like five years ago. But my mind automatically thought like why would a man put his age as younger Mm -hmm. because usually guys in their 30s i feel like when you're in your late 30s it's an advantage because girls generally like find that you know guys are more established then Um, Mm -hmm. they're going to be able to provide for you more all that kind of stuff i'm like as it but why would you go younger it probably would only make sense if you're aiming for younger women and then I was like, wow, him and I were dating on the premise of looking for something very serious. And his last two relationships before me mm. were also like talking marriage. So I don't know. Maybe this guy is going through some stuff. He's obviously moved across the country I, I also, now I'm telling you this, uh, just to be perfectly clear, on one of those random nights of uh, internet stalking, I did look him up on LinkedIn and I saw that he changed jobs. Okay. So maybe he's just going through a life thing. You know, moved across the country, yeah. changing jobs, maybe tried dating for marriage three times and didn't, you know, it didn't pan out. Now maybe he's just like, fuck it, I'm going to go younger. Yeah.
1: So. That's right. That's, you get a lot of emotions come out of Janet's voice right now. Uh, but you know, it's interesting. <laughs> so my perspective on that actually is a little bit different because, as someone who, you know, I'll probably go dig in this a little bit more later, but my first, I guess, reaction to it was like, oh, he must not be getting a lot of... I, I said that's not like getting a lot of matches because, for example, even for me, as someone who's like 30, about to be 31, I don't put 38 on my, on my dating app because that, for me, that's a little bit older. Because even though I do want to get married, I'm like, okay, maybe like, maybe someone who still wants to a few years before settling down is something I ideally yeah, want. Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe... Maybe if I had to put it into his perspective as a 39-year-old man, females aren't maybe not setting up to that. Like heterosexual women are not setting up their age to that limit, to that amount. So he's, maybe so maybe he's not getting a lot of hits. I don't know. So
2: we, yeah, we honestly yeah. don't
1: know. But we just thought it'd be really fun to kind of like start today's episode with that little observation.
2: Actually, I'm curious for any listeners out there, if you what would be your... Guess as to why a guy would set his age from 38 to 33. What like what's the benefit of that? Or for our guys out there, if that is something you've done, let us know why guys do that.
1: Yeah. But <laughs> wait, so we're curious. I do want to know the answer, so yeah, please let us know in the comments in our most recent Instagram post. A second thing I have to like add to this is before we get to the question, sorry. I guess dating is just such a hot topic right now for the both of us, but I was talking to my friends about my height on my dating profile. Mm. And a lot of my friends yeah. are shocked to know that I'm only five two, right? Like everyone's like, What? I thought you were like five four or five and I don't I've gotten comments in the past about previous guys I dated like saying like, oh you're so short or like, oh, you're only five and my my guy friend messaged, he's like, You should just set your height taller because you don't give off the impression you're five And I was like, That's lying. I was like mm. I was like, I'm not gonna do that for my profile. Yeah. <laughs> but the reality is I think about it, I was like, on day to day when I go out, i always wearing heels. Yeah, yeah, like that's true.
2: That's true. Actually, you know, when it comes to, I think because height is different for guys and girls, but I've been on dates with guys who lied about their height. Mm-hmm. Like, you, obviously they weren't, they like rounded up, right? And I was always like really put off by that. But to think about it, if I was a girl and maybe 5'2 to 5'4 is one of those cusp heights where the guy wants you just to be a, like closer, a little, like an inch or mm-hmm. two taller. And if you're always wearing heels anyway, maybe for girls it's okay. To put that you're a little taller. I know. Maybe you guys don't care about height that much.
1: Yeah. See these... Maybe you should try that out. I don't know. I feel (laughs) like a little bit of a fraud, but no, just something to think about. I know. I know. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So for this episode, let's dive into it. Thank you so much for the people that have submitted questions to us. We are actually really excited to film this episode. Um, So let's just get right into it. The first question is, do we have a predate confidence boost ritual? Ooh, this is a fun question. Okay. Pre-date confidence boost ritual.
2: So when I was like thinking about this answer and I'm thinking, it's actually been kind of a long time since Mm -hmm. I've been on a date. So I was like, what do I even do before a date? Um, And, you know, there's like the whole, maybe, you know, I was like, okay, sometimes I like to do yoga. I like to make sure I do my meditation session before I go out for the night. Um, There is something really soothing about like the process of putting on makeup and choosing the clothes and everything. But I don't know, that's kind of like, the, what I realized is that I do that before like every date and sometimes it makes me more confident and sometimes it just feels like I'm like getting ready for anything else, mm. right? And I did more thinking, I was like, the times when I've actually gone into a date feeling the most like at ease and confident is when I'm actually coming from another hangout with other friends mm. and it's because I've warmed up my socializing and I've, like, so it's, like, it's always better if, I like, say, like, am I, if I'm grabbing dinner with friends or, like, pre, like, happy hour with friends and then going to the date. Of course, not drinking too much. You don't want to I slosh. Yeah. But that I'm already warmed up and I'm, like, I'm in my, I'm in my flow of, like, talking. You know, I feel like that's always the best, like, pre-date confidence boost is just, like, making sure that I have some girlfriends or guy friends that I'm chatting with before going on the date.
1: Yeah, dude, that is very great, actually, advice going to a date because I'm the opposite of you in the sense that, like, when I get ready for a date, the date usually is, like, my only event of the night or of the day because I only do night dates. I haven't Mm -hmm. done, like, a weekend coffee in so long, but for me, I will definitely agree that, you know, getting ready, getting dolled up is just something there's there's a lot of fun in that, you know, like, cause you start feeling yourself. You're like, mm, girl, that's how you yeah. look. I remember, I remember you with the lashes, you know, so I have that feeling <laughs> and I put on good music to hype me up. And what I tend to do, um, maybe it's because I do live in a house full of people or it's because I I have a singles group chat with my friends from back home that like we're always constantly updating each other on like, oh, what's going on? What's the next date? So for me, it feels like you got your Mm. hype squads there for you. You're like, ooh, like you look good or you know, like they're there to kind of get you ready. I think the downside of that is like, you know, there's always that expectation. Like, is this going to go well? But now that I think about it, it's just kind of fun to be like, I'm just going to go out and you're just hyping me up. And if it doesn't go well, it's a story to tell. It's funny. It's fun, you know? Mm. So, and I, I, I think I do find it fun when people are like, yo, Mel, how, how to go. Like, they're invested in this as much as I am. So, like, I think I kind of like that a bit. But I understand there are times where I don't want people to know I'm going on dates. There's one time, actually, when I was going on a date and only mm. Janet knew because I wanted to keep it kind of private just to have no expectations. So, it really just depends on the date and your mood.
2: So yeah, so for you, your pre-date kind of like ritual is you love having your like singles text thread and your squad of people kind of like um, to kind of bounce ideas off of to make sure your outfit's on Mm check and that, you know, and then also to report back after the date. Yes, exactly. Speaking of outfits, um, are there any favorite date outfits that you have? And even thinking about different occasions too. So this is our second question. Someone's asking about favorite
1: outfits for dates i love outfit questions to be honest i will say i do have a basic go-to look um (laughs) and keep in mind most of my dates are in the evening whether it's drinks or dinner so i don't i haven't had like a daytime date yet so i typically wear a pair of nice jeans some mostly high-waisted a cute crop top that's usually black it's tank top off the shoulder Mm. something to accentuate the places of your body that you that you like that sounds weird but for me like (laughs) I find it really sexy and very feminine and subtle, but to show off your clavicles as a woman, I think it's just nice. You know, just, I think this feature is Mm. quite beautiful. So I like wearing tops that show that off. Um, and then to top it off with a leather jacket or a fun coat. And I always, always wear heels. I'm just a type of person. When I go out, I don't wear like, I, I I'm just a heels type of girl. Um, so that is my yeah. go-to it's funny because like my last date though I was getting ready with my friend Sally and Dookie and they're both like going through my luggage trying to find my outfits for me and it's just fun to get like a straight female straight male perspective what I'm wearing like Dookie's very like all right male open toes all the way open toe shoes <laughs> he was like are your nails done and I was like what the heck He was like he's like as a dude you know sometimes they pay attention to these details Does a girl take care of herself I was like oh interesting yeah I was like oh shit my nails aren't done or like Like, for me also, like, again, I I do think it depends on the person, but, like, I am someone that likes to, like, make sure that the things I'm very confident, I feel proud to show off. Let me emphasize a little bit. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna show up with, like, a bikini, but, like, if I'm going out for drinks, I will, like, again, clavicles is something for me. Yeah. I'll make sure my hair is curled, because I like my hair curled, and, like, yo, I'm not gonna lie, the jeans have to make sure the booty looks good, you know, I feel (laughs) like... You know, I, I like to I like to make sure it looks nice. You know, when you walk away to get to go to the restroom, you know, I don't mind the little, like, you know, acknowledgement of the asset a little bit, you know. So that is that is my outfit for my date nights.
2: For your makeup, do you do your makeup any
1: differently when you're on a date versus, like, your general, like, nighttime look? I'm actually in the same – it's the same makeup. It's just eyeliner and eyelashes and just light stuff. I don't like taking it on unless it's, like, a big mm, event. Got it. So for Mel, it's the clavicles oh, – yeah
2: butt and having a pedicure <laughs> or
1: like you know at home pedicure yeah. works too uh, how about you jay what do you wear
2: uh so i think you know me you and helen used to joke all the time that i would go to the club in a sweater <laughs> and part part of that is i am a little more conservative but also like i'm just very minimal with my clothes and i'm very like kind of like um, casual and I carry that through in my dates too. Um, mm-hmm. I will say I, I I dress to the type of date though and most of the dates that I'm going on, if, they're, if it's like a first time, mm. um, I will do a more casual like a jean and then just, yeah, like a nice top. Um, and usually the top, I don't, unlike Mel, I'm not as, I won't, I actually, I understand I like the idea of like showing your clavicles and being a little sexier but for some reason when it's meeting someone for the first time, I kind of like... I'm not trying to get their attention. I almost want to, I don't know. It's like a weird, I, I don't, I'm not as like comfortable in that. I think I need to be like comfortable with you. Like by a second or third date to like dress a mm. little sexier. So usually I will go with like a more
1: covered up black top. <laughs> but here's the thing. I have some question. But when you go on the weekends, you wear the same thing though? Yes, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because... I think times a girl. Like for example, I wear the same thing. I like I'll wear what I go on Friday night to a date. Oh, it's the I, same outfit. Just, I, maybe because I just, I am more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it's a comfort thing, though.
2: It is. So I will. Um. But I think I think I tend to go a little bit more casual, and because maybe also I've been on more daytime dates where it's like grabbing coffee, or I've gone on dates where we go on like hikes. Then I will go. I will go for an outfit that's like mm. more, um, more like uh, like. Like yoga pants and like a tank top and like sneakers, but I do have a tendency to always go towards the color black. Like almost always, no matter what I'm wearing, I'm mm-hmm. wearing black. And I wonder why that is.
1: I guess it's like it's easier to feel kind of like classy in black. I think so. I I think black is such a great universal color to wear. Like I don't. I mean, I don't. It's like black and white for me are my go to colors. I just don't like. For example, I won't wear black. I won't wear white on the day because what if my drink spills? Like things mm. like that. It's less. It's more like a practical yeah, reason yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, that's
2: true. Yeah.
1: But you always wear makeup on a date, right? I do. I will I will always wear
2: makeup on a date. And I do um I will do heavier than daytime makeup. So usually I'll put my liner on just like a little bit more thick. Yeah, I feel like makeup is the one place that I will like jazz it up a bit, but like otherwise my outfit, mm-hmm. it's like it's like it's the same thing I would wear to say like socialize with friends or like out to work or whatever. Mm-hmm. But my makeup's the one thing that I'll do up a little
1: bit nicer hmm You do a really good liner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. the moving on. Speaking of outfits, uh, this is interesting. What's your favorite outfit you like seeing a guy wear on a first date? Mm, okay. I will say I always
2: like it more when it is a lighter color. I don't know why. Whether it's a t-shirt mm. or a colored shirt, something about a brighter color, to me, maybe it just feels more, like, lively and not as serious. Um, But I do, Mm. particularly like collared shirts, and if it's a collared shirt though, I do prefer actually it be like um, a long sleeve versus a short sleeve. But if it's going to be a short sleeve, then I want it to be a clean white tee. So I don't know if these are weird rules to be throwing around but I think there is something nice about seeing a guy in like a light colored fitted shirt. If it's going to be collar, long sleeve. If it's going to be short sleeve. If like a nice clean, like um, moderate V neck tee.
1: Mm. Um,
2: and then I like I like a nice dark jean, like a darker fitted pant, and then boots. And not the kind of like rugged hiking boots. I want I like the I like guys that wear like the Chelsea boots. Yes, Chelsea boots because I think it takes a certain
1: kind of guy to pull off that style, and I like that style. Oof. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what about you, Bill? I will say this to proof to you know give context i okay like i'm not gonna no i'm not that's a lie i was like i'm not gonna judge a guy by what he wears i do have a preference for clothing because i feel like i'm into fashion too like it's just yeah. something i like when you're describing the colored shirt i was like ew <laughs> like it's funny because I, I matched with this guy on dating app and i just didn't This sounds really weird i don't like when a guy wears a pink shirt i don't i think mm. you have to be a certain like has to be a certain type of pink shirt to be like yeah it's fucking like that's that's dope right if it's just a fitted shirt from Target, I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. But <laughs> in general, I like when a, ma- a man wears a nice, like just nice fitted, fitted is a word. jeans yes. or pants. I don't care. It it doesn't it just doesn't matter to me. A fitted shirt, it could be either a button-up or a Henley. It doesn't matter. And ni- a, in a cool, nice coat and just cool sneakers. I say mm. cool and nice a lot. But I if I had to break it down, because I, I, I'm trying to think of winter moments. I was just like, oh, he looks really good. It is when a guy wears fitted stuff. Mm. Um, I like when a guy can rock his own style really well. Like, I went on a date with this guy who was a dancer before. Like, he had a dance background. And he just, like... Dude, he just, like, looked freaking swagged out. Like, he just, he rocked his, like, dark denim. He wore a denim freaking jacket. Mm. He just had, like, cool rings on and had this, like, light chain. And like, and, like, I think he, I don't know if he wore a hat, but just, like, he knew what worked for him and then rocked it. And I think that's what I appreciate. Mm.
2: I have to say, a man who wears jewelry in the right way, it is, that's very, very attractive. Especially, like, rings very and, attractive. yeah, and, and bracelets, I think, are hard to pull off. So, yeah. Um, would, but would you prefer that if the guy was, like, he only wears this on dates? Or is it, like, that's, like, his everyday style?
1: That's his everyday style. I love that, like, he could rock it every day. It's just something he threw on. He, like, I like a guy who just like, oh, I just threw this on. And I was, like, dang, was really good. You know, like, doesn't, there's no sense of trying, you know. And, like, it's funny because, like, I do, I can't, like, pinpoint the taste. It's very city-like style. Yeah, like yeah. Or it's an effortless type of metro kind of vibe. Yeah. Like, But the weird thing is, I will say, though, again, this isn't, like, If someone dresses like this, I'm not like, oh, this is a strike. But it's more like, I will say I'm not as attracted to the techie guy style. Mm. The vest, the button down. It just, for me, I don't know why it doesn't attract me. I'm just like, oh, cool, it works. But I'm not like, yo, I'm into that. I'm more into like the t-shirt and like the pants and like, I don't know. Maybe a little bit just more like, I don't know. It's like a lot of creative guys dress the way I like. Uh. Um, So I don't know. It really just,
2: I can't, I I think it's like. You like a city, a city man, like a clean cut city man professional. For me, I think it depends on the guy, actually. Um, I've seen like if it's his style to rock something like a vest or a t-shirt, I've seen it done well. But more just like as long as it doesn't look sloppy. I think that's when I have mm. I have one on a couple of dates with engineers who showed up with like holes in their t-shirts, and I was like, "Come on, let's 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 try a little harder." But than was it, it the look? You know, it felt like it was just like his favorite shirt that he didn't want to throw out, and it, so and and that's like I didn't. It wasn't like a super like red flag, but it definitely yeah. like it was less attractive, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dang. I'm like, it, it, it's funny because I never thought I had this like preference until now. Yeah. Uh, but it does come from a place where like, even when I look at my like, this sounds really weird comparison, like, but my little brother, my little brother in general too. Like, we both kind of have like, we like co- cool pieces to wear. So maybe it just mm. runs in our little family where it's like, he doesn't, he doesn't dress like a techie. My little brother, he has a little bit of like, a, like a city vibe to him too. So yeah, maybe it's just like a family thing.
2: Yeah. Like so the the dates that you went on actually earlier this year. What were the two guys wearing again? Were they dressed very differently?
1: Yeah, so last year, well, one of the guys was for sure a techie. He looked good though. Actually, no, mm. he he was like, kinda techie, but I, I actually didn't mind his outfit. It was literally just a nice like button down plaid shirt with like a bomber jacket. Like it was a very solid outfit. And the other guy I don't really remember because it was a FaceTime probably wearing, like a t shirt. So it wasn't like a big deal. Yeah. Was there ever a date that you went on where the guy was dressed
2: really badly that it like left an impression? No. Oh, that's good. Let's keep that streak going. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. This next question is interesting, giving
2: uh, one of our recent episodes about one of Mel's dating adventures. Um, But (sighs) this question is around paying for dates. So who should pay or how should restaurant bills be split when you're dating or in a relationship? Mel, I'll let
1: you start. (laughs) Tater top boy, this one is for you. I'm just kidding. Um, Oh, you know, this is a really good question. It's been a long time. It's been a relationship. So I'll talk about the dating first. I think with dating, I do really appreciate it on the first date. if a guy can pay for dinner, but let's say dinner goes well and we want to get ice cream. I don't mind covering dessert wherever we go, mm. but I will say the next time we grab a date, I don't mind splitting. And like, I just think the first initial date, I appreciate the guy covering it in terms of a relationship. Let's say I'm dating someone long-term. I don't mind just switching off. Like, Oh, I cover I'll I'll cover you there. I'll cover you. Like, we'll just split here and there. Um, so I think I I think in a relationship just taking turns or like I think it depends on the couple. Like in my high school relationship, I would always pay for dessert and he'll always pay for dinner. But I think nowadays, obviously now we're older, I don't mind covering like just switching off. So that's just my preference. But I don't know about about you. What about you, Jay?
2: Same exact thing. I think it's nice to split and do it in a way where you're um, alternating between different meals or different things. So for example, like if you start on a date and maybe you start out with drinks and then after drinks you move to dinner, um, like. I will always offer to pay, but I like it when the guy takes the first round, and then and and he can say, "Oh, don't worry, you'll get like you can get the next or something." Um, the tricky thing, though, is that usually if you start out with drinks and then you move to dinner. The second thing, dinner, is the more expensive thing. So it's like in that situation, mm. if you let the guy pay for the drinks first and then you offer for dinner, I always look to make sure that the guy is like, no, no, no don't worry. I got dinner too. You get you get the, either the next round of drinks or dessert. I, I think I just like the showing of the mm. desire to care. Um, mm. And it's a little old-fashioned, I will say, because I, I understand it's like nowadays it's like we should be able to, be able to, especially if we're coming both to the table mm-hmm. 50-50 to go on a date. But – I think for me, it's still like a nice showing of, of like, of investment in, in wanting to like impress you or to continue the
1: relationship if he
2: offers to continue paying.
1: I agree. Next question is what dating venues have you guys used? Um, like specifically like apps, like eHarmony, Bumble, Speed Dating. So I guess maybe this person's asking like what type of different dating apps or encounters we have been on yeah so mel and
2: i are big users of hinge we both are on hinge um i'm also on bumble and um i used to be on tinder and coffee meets bagel a while ago but i'm no longer on those so basically my biggest one is hinge second is bumble and then actually the most effective um venue quote unquote for me has been friends those are the only ones that i've actually turned into like uh, potential situation or relationships is when I, when it's introduced through a friend. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I've kind of, I've been talking about this for a long time where I was like, you know, if I, if I'm not getting any serious like matches, maybe I'll move on to a more serious platform like eHarmony or something like kind of, um, I, I heard that those are more like people that are on there are like looking for marriage and ready, but I'm not quite, ready i'm like still keeping my fingers crossed that maybe something comes through a friend in the next like two years Mm. but yeah how about you mel what what venues are you on
1: i'm on all of them (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm on all of them to be honest i did pay for premium for hinge lately i'm just not really getting much success to be honest i just don't feel like not i'm on yeah i'm on hinge bumble coffee meets bagel sometimes i'm on tinder if i'm like all right hinge isn't working let's just see tinder we did even try talking to a matchmaker before and didn't go anywhere with that one either. I don't know. I just – I'm not having much luck on the apps, to be honest. And, like, I don't know why. I don't have anyone that would want to set me up with anyone else. Like, I literally asked my guy friends. They were like, Mel, I don't know anyone that I think I could see you dating or they, they, they say, you don't want to date my friend. I'm like, what the hell? Like <laughs> I've gotten those types of uh, comments as well. Yeah, they're like, I don't know anyone who's single that I would actually in good conscience want to set you up with. Yeah, same, same. So I feel like I haven't had much luck. So in a, in a perfect world, I would honestly love just to meet someone through an event or like mm. in person somehow. You know, and if, I, if I'm in a fantasy, it would be probably like at a coffee shop or something, but that's not happening. I feel like I'm trying to give... The apps, I'm trying to like really play into the apps, but nothing has been really happening. So I really don't know what's going to work.
2: Actually, you've had some connections through DMs, right? On
1: Instagram? Zero. No, I haven't.
2: You haven't? Oh, uh, Maybe maybe not successful connections, but I feel like, I feel like it's like in, since we haven't been able to like have like in-person events though, there's some people that you're like kind of getting to know, either they slid into your DMs, or you, you know, slide into theirs just to, just to start a conversation the way that you might start a conversation with someone if you saw them at an event or met them at an event.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely those kind of communications. The hard thing with those ones, though, um, it feels like it's very like networky versus like uh, there's no like yeah, yeah, chase. Yeah. So it feels for me, it's kind of like it's not it's not as fun.
2: Yeah, feels you know I mean? it feels like work almost.
1: Feels like it does feel like work. So I mean, I appreciate for what it is, but it's not. There's no butterflies for sure going on right now. <laughs> So if you have anyone though that you think that might be a good match for Mel, you
2: can email hello at asianbossgirl.com. Oh, we haven't done one of those <laughs> okay. in a while. <laughs> we haven't done those in a while, but now <laughs> maybe it's the time. Yes. Speaking of dating apps, what is your go-to pickup line on dating apps? I feel like Mel's you got some good pickup lines.
1: Here's the thing. To be honest, I don't have one yet. Like, but I do feel like I need one. Because there are times where I re- I read back my messages and I do I do think I've been responding at moments in the day where I'm not as like present mm. in the app. And I, and I read back my message. I'm just like, Oh my God, I sound so boring. Like I would hate to talk to me right now. Like I've been asking the basic shit. Like how's your week? Ready for the work week? Like who says this shit? I was like, this is so boring, <laughs> but I don't know what to say. But I think for me, it's like, I want to ask a fun question, but sometimes I feel like I don't have to throw it out. Like one question I do like mm. asking is what kind of wedding guest will they be? Because we were oh, that's definitely a good in the one. moment. Yeah, because I do think right now in a time now where a lot of us are going to weddings and asking that question allows me to kind of figure out like, you know, are you on the dance floor? Are you social? And it allows me to segue into other things like what's your music taste and like, you know, your food preference and things like that. So I do like to figure out what kind of wedding guests they are. Um, So that's like a question I I need to figure out how to like slip in more. But that without implying like, Oh, wedding. I don't want to get married with you, but oh, you know, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I <Yeah, they're> just <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, do you have a do you have a go to pickup line?
2: Hmm. Okay. So I seriously, Mo, I am so bad at flirting and you know this. Like <laughs> I think you've seen my messages and it's like I am the ultimate of like uh boring not boring, but just like straight straight, um, simple combo or just like getting to the point. And cause like, I'm not a big texter either. I'm more of like a conversation person. Yeah. So if all the conversations on the apps are taking place like through text message. And, um, so I don't, I'm just, I'm similar to you. I feel like a lot of my pickup lines have just been, Hey, hi, how are you? <laughs> but because yeah. I, you know, I've been on the apps for a long time. Um, I do, I have tried to like Um, spice it up i find that one of the one a good strategy is to look at parts of their profile and then make the opening line a comment about something in their profile so um Mm. and i find that the, the quirkier the comment i make the better uh because it gets a guy's attention so i remember there was one time this guy had on like um for some reason, he had like multiple multiple photos with him in like a, a in in different shirts, but they all had like little teddy bear patterns on them. It sounds weird, but it was like mm-hmm. it was really cute. It's like one of those like collared shirts, and the the pattern, if you look closely, was like gummy bears or something. And they had another like a Christmas outfit with teddy bears. So I made some comment like, "Oh, love the teddy bear shirts," and then and he's like, "Oh, you know, like," um, and it started the conversation. Um, another time, there was a guy that like I'd connected with for a while, and we hadn't. I think we had talk, and then the combo dropped. And then it had been over a year. And at this point I was like just going through my old connections. And then so I think my my opening line to him after a year was like, So 2021 or 2020 or something. It was something like that. And then his he responded, he's like, Oh my God, that's such a good opening line. So I got him to like respond, but then no no longer following up on any other conversation. Oh so, wait, really?
1: He he responded that and then that's Yeah, like- he's like, he's
2: like, Oh, this is the best message I've gotten all year. But then when I try to you know continue the combo, crickets. So um but but I think as a as a tip for anyone out there looking for pickup lines on dates on dating apps, I think uh, the best is like to look for a really obscure quirky thing about their profile and make a comment about it because that's most likely they're gonna want to mm-hmm. answer it or they'll they'll be like oh they noticed this thing that's like really unique. What do you think about the
1: age gap in dating? Um, in terms of age gap, to be honest, I'm starting to accept it more in terms of me dating younger (laughs) because i had this conversation with janet and currently you know i am gonna be 31 and my dating app right now is set for like going up to like 36 37 but i had this realization after matching up with someone who is a little bit older um and talking to janet you know and i just feel like currently where i am in my life i am not looking to get married in the next year or even the in two years, I just feel like I want to explore being in a relationship and like starting a family to me in the next two years. I don't think it probably is going to make sense for me Mm -hmm. maybe in the next four to five. So someone who is 36 or 37 and they, they want that right away, knowing that I cannot offer them that I may need to actually bring down my, my age. Yeah. And I do think in general, and I talk to a lot of my friends, I get along with guys who are younger than me. I just feel like I'm a little bit more like I'm, I guess I'm young at heart. Um, so I think acknowledging that because i feel my i feel i could feel i'm limiting myself in the dating apps because i'm just like oh, i'm not seeing these guys or like whatever it's like i was like maybe it's because my my mental age is a little <laughs> bit younger so i do need to go down lower so i think lately i've been okay with maybe dating younger i won't go super young maybe like three to f- three years for now mm, three years so that would put you at what would be the minimum age then or maybe like three to four. Like right now, maybe I, I might go down to 27 if I really have to. Okay. Don't want to, yeah. but I'm open to it. So so your range would be like a 27 to 38 kind of thing. I think it'd be 27 to to like maybe even 34, 35. Oh, or even, gotcha, gotcha. Or, or honestly, even like 30, yeah, maybe 35 or younger. I just feel like... I don't know. I think that any guys older than 35 that I know of really want to settle down. And I don't think I can offer them that right now. Yeah.
2: I would, I would agree with that as well from what I've seen. I think 35 and over for guys are generally looking for something like, Mm -hmm. like high commitment. Um, I could see you with the 27-year-old. I, I mean, I think, Mel, you do have... <laughs> no, I mean, you have, like, a young, youthful energy and also it's, like... And for mm-hmm. where you are right now, yeah, if you're not looking to, like, start a family in two years, um, this is the time in your life to, like, date and, like, have a partner where you can be committed to each other but you're not necessarily looking to, like change to that next stage of life and I think a lot of guys Mm -hmm. in their late 20s generally are starting to get more established and have Mm -hmm. the desire also to kind of like date around and um so yeah I could totally see that working for you I I also think I think for I mean so your gap is like what like five six seven eight about eight years I would say my Mm -hmm. I feel like my gap just keeps fucking widening (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: Every year that I get older, I'm like, but you're actually widening. One thing I realized with you, correct me if I'm wrong, Jay, but you actually wider. You like to go up more versus going down.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. I do, I do. Um, I, I think the yeah the the last year, couple of years especially, I have not my minimum um, age has been my age. I have not wanted to go younger, but I'm actually at a new stage now where I feel like, um, I think I might be open to going going even younger i think i might go as young as 33 now and i think 33 but i and i would probably go as high as like 43 so my age range is probably about 10 Mm. years and i think i'd be more open to taking younger guys seriously now just because because i'm like older older and if i'm looking for a more serious commitment guys that are like 33 34 are actually pretty close to maybe wanting to commit in like two or three years so depending on Mm. the person um Yeah. And I, I mean, in my my personal life too, among my friends and my family, like my cousin and her husband are like 12 years apart and I've seen them be able to make it work. And that's a pretty big difference. He's like 40, 41 and she's like 28, I think, or 20. Wait, am I doing the math right? Yeah. 28, 29. Um, And they're able to, I mean, it's very different though. Like obviously his friends are like all in a different stage in life and her friends but she had a wide enough group of friends where she had some that were also getting married. So, you, you know, mm. I have seen that work. Um, and yeah, I don't know. My, I personally have mostly only dated guys around my age or like up to like four years older. Uh, never gone younger, mm. but I think I'm open to it now.
1: I think you should be open to it. I'm excited for you <laughs> to go on a date with a, like a, like within, I guess you getting along with the 33 year old, 34 year old like range. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on long distance?
2: Oh, long distance. Um, I think it really depends on the person and the place you are in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, if I think about it, the times in my life when I've been able to make long distance work well is mm-hmm. when I was really busy and focused on my life and he was really busy and focused on his life and we didn't have a lot of like socializing going on, if that makes sense. Like it was like when yeah. I was in like high school or college because then you're focused on your, your stuff and there's not a lot of like potential distraction to wean you away mm-hmm. from your partner um but if i'm like you know young working professional in a city and this person is also in a different city and we're meeting a lot of different people i think it's really hard to maintain
1: long distance hmm i could see that actually now that you're saying it how about you, Mel? what are your thoughts on long distance for some reason i know the reason i'm actually i'm kind of open on I'm, I'm open to it depending on where like hmm. if they are in san francisco Maybe, yeah, that's, like, really close. It's back home. Um, New York, maybe. Like, Asia, probably not. Um, But it also depends on what our end goal is. Like, if I know he's going to end up in L.A. or whatever, then, yeah, then it's fine. Like, it's a temporary thing. I do think I'm open to it now because I feel like I am not having much luck dating in Los Angeles. Mm. I'm just like, what if my person is actually not here? Like, what if he's somewhere else? And I also feel like I'm at the point in my life now where I do miss like the simple interactions of being in a relationship, like, Oh, like having someone to talk to and like cuddling at night and things like that. But I also really enjoy my private time. Like I really like being Mm. alone. So I wonder if, you know, if he doesn't live here, I get that sense when he's not Mm. here. So I don't know, like maybe that's why I'm more attracted to the idea of it long term. I don't know how that's going to look like, but I'm, I'm open to the idea of it. But I'm not seeking a long-distance relationship either. Yeah. That's... You know what I mean? Uh, I actually had not even thought about what my preference
2: would be right now. Um, I I think also right now, like, I would be open to a long-distance just because I'm, yeah, more open to the idea that my person could be not in the city um, that I'm in. Yeah. And, uh, and I think about actually the last relationship I was... Or the situationship that I was in. We were pretty much only seeing each other, like, once or... T- like, over the weekend anyway. And if you were long-distance, mm-hmm. like long distance being, like, maybe an hour or two drive away, um, that would be – I think I could maintain that still, like, once a week. But your good point about if it's international and you're in different time zones, I feel like that would be yeah not possible to do. So I think I would cut it at that. Yeah. But even actually, even across country, if someone was, like, in New York and I was in LA, I think that would be hard.
1: It would be. I, I think for me, I'm also thinking about the fantasy of it. It's like, you know, I, I understand how it's nice to, like – kind of see how you'll be in a relationship on the day-to-day. But when you're kind of, when you're long distance, every time you are together, feels like a fun escape and adventure, right? And I think mm-hmm. maybe for me, where I'm at currently, I'm missing that excitement. So that idea does yeah. kind of attract me a bit, you know? And yeah, yeah. I'm also thinking about how, you know, now that we're working through the pandemic, like, you could work from home anywhere. So I'm just like, then maybe me and him could work for, you know, we could decide to, like... Go to Hawaii or like, I don't know, like go to Montana for a month and work together. Like there's different ways to make it work. So I'm just like, I don't know. I'm flexible and open to the idea, but it's not my first choice, you know? Mm, That's interesting. I had not thought about it that way. That would be fun. Right? Yeah.
2: If anyone out there is doing a long distance relationship right now, um, I'm interested to hear people's experiences and what ways – What methods they're using that are working or if you recently had a relationship not work out because of long distance, let us know um, as well. I'm interested to hear people's stories. Uh, But the next question, ooh, this is when a relationship gets more serious. At what phase in a relationship do you feel like it's time to
1: introduce or meet the parents? I think if you both are serious about each other, then it's okay to have them meet. You know, I don't, like, to be honest, my ex-boyfriend met my parents, like, probably two, three months into our relationship. I will say it was a little bit early, but I think at that point we were both really into each other. We knew it's something we wanted. And it it was because I was invited to a wedding and he was my plus one. So Mm. it was just kind of like, it just made sense for what we were going through. Um, Nowadays, I think I'm a little bit more cautious. I would for sure need us to be official. Like he's my boyfriend. Like it's for sure. And um, that we both kind of are on the same page of where this relationship is going. So I think if you're on the same page of that, then it's fine.
2: Yeah. My answer was definitely going to be, I need the title. I think given my last two experiences where it takes like we're two to three months in and there was not even a title, which makes sense. They were more serious explorations. Um, but mm-hmm. I became very close to telling my parents about both of these guys and and potentially initiating like um like a dinner because one of them was close to like the holiday season so I was like if we were going to keep dating Mm. and if we get a title on this then I would love to introduce him to my parents um so I would definitely need for there at least to be a title and I'm now thankful that I didn't do the introductions because that would have been awkward it would have (laughs) been hello goodbye again
0: This
1: question, I think, kind of hits home for both Janet and I. Someone asked, how to not feel left out and left behind as close friends settle down in their relationship and marriages?
2: Ah, yes. I can definitely relate to this as someone who um, has now had maybe, like, two different cycles where people were getting married. Um, So once in my, like, late 20s, a lot of my friends got married, and that was a period where things were changing. Uh, within our social dynamics and then once again in my like 33 34 was another rush of you know people getting married I will say one of one of the ways that's worked well for me with my really close friends is to really get to know their partner as my friend too my close close friends Mm -hmm. have made it a priority to not just introduce me but to actually like plan I guess you call them like um, third wheel dates or whatever. But like, I'll actively like hang out yeah, yeah. with them and their partner, or like when she, mm. when some, when they video chat me, their partner's there, and there'll be a part of the time where it's just the two of us talking, and another portion where like they'll involve their partner, and so, so then I really get to know that person as a friend, and it's like actually talking about like what's happening in their life, and I'll up them update them on my life. So I think that's one good way is to really just like make an effort to get to know your friend's partner. Um, And then the second thing is like you really do have to just start like fostering, deepening those relationships with your friends who are still single or making new friends who Mm -hmm. are single. It's really, you know, it's not you don't have to like change friends altogether, but it's important to find people who are like in the same stage in life as you, you know, to just feel like supported.
1: Yeah, I can't. Um, agree more with that statement that's actually one of my advice too because you know obviously I share in the podcast of being in transition and feeling like the younger one all the time in my group of friends sometimes in LA and I will say that like my friendships with people who are my age who are going through the same things like trying to find a relationship has been crucial and maintaining my sanity sometimes and just connecting on these things like I can't describe how much it means to me to have a friend that I could call when I feel just weird and like out of place and then she'll call me with the same thing. So I think having finding friends or deepening the connection that already exist with people that are already in the same life stage as you. The second thing I would say is um, I'm very fortunate that a lot of my girlfriends who are married or um, are a little bit further along in terms of the relationship make a, make a strong effort to really keep in touch with me and do one-on-one hangouts with me, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate. Or do girls' night out? Like, I think Cindy's a great example. That my friend Cindy, so she's married. Um, her husband's great. Like we get along, but like, she'll always message me to check in on me, and vice versa. She's made such a great effort, and there are a lot of times she'll just go out and leave her husband at home. Like I'm just, and I find it hilarious. And he'll join sometimes, but I just feel like there's that effort. I think I appreciate when like. It's kind of opposite what you shared, Jay, but even though I do appreciate when, like, I feel like I can get along with, like, my girlfriend's, like, husband and stuff, which I do, I also like and appreciate when they're like, no, our friendship is still us. Hmm. It's still me yeah, and you. Yeah, yeah. And I want to be able to, like, whether it's dinners one-on-one or whether it's going out, I appreciate when they do that as well. Because then, I think sometimes with transitioning, the hardest things accept change. And I understand, like, change is, change is inevitable, but, like, there's something for me, I do, I do... Um, value quality time so and I'm also big one-on-one type of person in my friend group, we might hang out in groups, but if you also make the effort from one-on-one, that's how you show your love to me. Mm. And I feel like with some, like, with my girlfriends, they have done that, and I just really appreciate that.
2: Yeah, that's a good tip. Uh, you can also take the initiative, like, if your friend is busy mm-hmm. in the relationship, to, like, actively try to yeah. plan more hangouts with them one-on-one.
1: Oh, for sure. Like, literally, with Cindy, I last, I, I would ask her, what are you doing tonight? And she's like, oh, okay, and then she'll, like, come through. So yeah. sometimes <laughs> it's just, like, it's spontaneous, but yeah. it, 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 does, it does strengthen the relationship. For sure. All right. This next question is a reflective one.
2: Um, how has your approach or outlook on romantic relationships changed
1: from age 20 to now? I was literally having this discussion over dinner last night for Galentine's, Yeah. And I feel like the older I get, the more I feel like I'm fine tuning what kind of guys not only that I like, but are good for me, mm. you know, because you see through experience like, oh, that didn't work out because I'm, you know, blah, 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 you know. And so it's funny. um, to like reflect on this because I was having dinner with my roommate Darlene who actually lived with me for the past five years and seen me go on different dates and relationships. She was like, yeah, so she even knows now what, I, what I'm what i like meant, like what it's a good match for me. Um, I do think I have a stronger understanding of where I am in my life, you know, what I want out of life. Um, for example, like I shared earlier, like does it make sense for me dating men of a certain age if I can't offer that family and marriage next in the next few years? So that's something I'm more tuned into. Um, and my preferences have definitely like, gotten more clear um so i just think as you get older you just as you know yourself more you know what's a good fit for you yeah is there an example
2: you were when you were saying you're talking with uh your roommate darlene about like maybe a specific like interaction in your 20s and how it's different now
1: yeah um this actually goes into our next question so i'll just like oh i'll I'll just um combine it so my preferences and taste has has changed as i have gotten older so for example, back in the day, I will say I, I care a, I used to care a lot more about physical like attraction. Like I it's still important to me now for sure, but like I think sometimes when a guy is just hot, like I'm blinded by the hotness <laughs> sometimes or like for me it's physical attraction and charisma those two combined mm. and like ambitious dudes. Those three are like deadly to me because I feel like it's someone. but some of the some of the men are all three and they're great guys, but the ones I've been with, I had all three and they were not ready to commit. So mm. I'm just like or they were not emo- emotionally like available. So I just feel like that the that the, the combo wrecked me a little bit. So right now, what I find attractive is a guy that I can have like a uh, who is definitely like high EQ, but like I could have um, a really good conversation with. Like I think mm. a good conversation for me is what I find extremely attractive. And uh that combo for me is like a blend of like really fun, like silly combo mixed in with deep, with like some like some sort of depth. Uh, and intentionality, like mm. those three for me is like really big. And like, I, again, I will say humor is huge for me. Like I, I like to laugh all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. I think the last guy I went on that date with is one of the best convos. Cause like we were talking about like what we wanted in life and he was such, so great at asking the, like the deep questions. In a, in a very respectful way. But we are also, like, mixing up with, like, laughing. And, like, if a guy can make me laugh, that's a huge sign.
2: Mm, that's, so.
1: That is really, really
2: good. And I actually, I, like, couldn't agree more. I have a similar, similar like, a trajectory. I feel like when I was in my 20s, I was so focused on looks. And it wasn't even, mm. I, th- I think part of it, though, for me, came from, like, growing up and being someone who was, like, really nerdy and, like, never got the guy. <laughs> so suddenly when you're, like, in your 20s, and, you know, I think we both kind of like came around into our own a little bit more and you're able to kind of have the opportunities and and especially with the dating apps, I feel like it connected me with yeah. a lot of people that I would have never even met just going out in my circle and people that I was like, dude, mm-hmm. when I was a teenager, I would have found you so hot and I would never have gotten you, you know, so yeah. I think a lot of my 20s. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of my 20s was just, like, building up that confidence. Like, oh, yeah, like, let me see if this guy will talk to me. And then let me see if we can go out on a date. And I was just really open to, like, Any type of guy that I was attracted to. Mostly I was like based off of physical attraction. But I was also really just like because I wasn't looking for a serious – like I was looking for a committed relationship, but I was like looking for my husband. I also was open to Mm. all different types of like experiences. So like guys that work in different industries or that come from different backgrounds. Um, And similar Mm. to you now, Mel, like yeah, as I've – the older that I – the I mean obviously it changed a lot when I hit my 30s and then it's like refining a lot more now, especially in my mid-30s. That I just feel – like I'm more – I'm more, I'm just quicker to be able to make a decision on if I think I'm going to be even considering a guy, yes or no. Versus before I think I was more okay with – I might like this thing about him and not like the other thing and I'll still go out with him. Mm. But now it's like it is more focused and yes, like physical attraction is no longer the biggest priority. It is a priority but the connection of conversation um, – that mm. that is I think especially given my last relationship experience where I felt like that was a big big thing that yeah like I
1: can't really live without I actually can really relate to you in terms of like I'm like figuring out like why are we attracted to the physicalness and this is actually something I do talk with my therapist about and it's like growing up like I think I, I, I agree with you I think we come from different places where like maybe you grew up you feel you felt you were nerdy I feel, I grew up feeling not desired mm. at all by men and I didn't gain that confidence at all until college. And so for me, it's like, I think that's why I was like, oh, like for me, dating guys were I, I think – were also not only hot but desired by other people and they chose me mm. that's the thing that made me go oh shit like that special feeling is what I always seek and I don't think it's the most healthy but it's what I used to choose in past relationships to be honest I was also that that person in my 20s that like I liked the little idea like I wanted I don't wanna say redemption I don't know what it was mm. it's just like because even I'll give you an example like my ex-boyfriend was someone I knew like he was someone I went to the same college as me Never met him in college, but I knew he was desired in college. So when I met him afterwards, I remember him. I was like, Oh, that's the guy that all the girls liked. But then we ended up dating. Mm. And a part of me is wondering, like, if that's the thing in the back of my mind, that was also something that was present, you know? And I know that's not the most healthiest thing, but it's just something to note. So, yeah. of course, nowadays, it, it, as my preferences have definitely changed. Interesting. Oh, yeah. That is, this is a very, this is becoming like an introspection <laughs> session. <I know. laughs> all right. Into, wrap up today's episode, I'm going to combine these two questions. So if you could give dating advice or relation advice to yourself 10 years ago, what would it be? And currently now, what is your biggest challenge in dating? Oh, uh, if I could go back and
2: talk to 26 year old Janet, my advice would be to date more. I think that in my, yeah, in my early and mid twenties, I focused way too much on work And I had a social life, but my social life was mostly focused on, like, my friends. I just didn't, I didn't really put Mm -hmm. a lot of priority in, like, in dating or taking dating seriously. And I kind of wish that I had taken the opportunity to explore more, Um, so... That would be my advice is just date more, maybe get on the apps sooner. Actually, I don't even know if the apps were there when I was in my mid 20s, but, or just maybe go out and like be more open to dudes. Like, cause I feel like I was like, people showed interest, but I just wasn't, Mm. I would always just kind of like prioritize other things. So I would tell myself, be more open minded, start dating earlier. Um, Biggest challenge I'm facing now in dating, I feel like it's just getting the match of mutual interest finding a guy that is interested in me and I'm also interested in him or vice versa me being interested in someone and having them have you know reciprocate so that's that's my biggest challenge right now i don't know how about you mel what is something you would tell yourself 10 years ago and what's a challenge you're facing now
1: my stuff is actually very similar to yours i also said i wish i dated more so mm. 10 years ago i would have been my tw- i would have been 20 or 21 and in college i didn't really date much i felt like i was very focused on like my club and my friends and I didn't date at all. And I was like, damn, I wish I was a little bit more like flirtatious, I guess, in college or just like a little bit more put myself out there more. Yeah. And when I actually was reflecting on my 20s as to why I didn't date when I moved to L.A. Like, I think already feeling like I'm new to a city and my career didn't feel st- stable. I feel like I couldn't offer that stability to someone. Mm. So I didn't really date at all. Like, I barely dated. Um, so, yeah, I wish I would date more. Like, please go get, get yourself out there. Like, figure out what you want, what works for you. The biggest challenge, I would say, again, I think it is meeting people that I find attractive and like the mutual attractions, like what Janet said. Um, I can make a joke and say there's a supply issue right now, <laughs> supply and demand issue. But in reality, it kind of is. It's kind of true. Someone can say I'm picky, whatever. I don't think so. I want to say that my standards are pretty acceptable for who I am. Yeah. I just haven't met anyone. I feel like I just really click with. It's a vibe for me. It's like yeah. I just, it's a mutual like, connection. I, don't, I haven't met anyone yet. So meeting that person that just i vibe with and it's funny because like i think janet maybe i feel this way about you and my my friend justin said this about me he was like mel when you find the person it's gonna be like crazy because i think everyone has been on this dating journey with us jay and like we've been doing this podcast for like four years now (laughs) and like we've been doing dating updates for four years now (laughs) there's no relationship update episode from us yet so I i think it's been a journey but these episodes are definitely fun for us so yeah, I'm excited to see what 2022 brings for us in terms of dating. Maybe there'll be a relationship announcement one day. Hopefully, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, you know, that's in our, that's in the in the stars for us. Yeah. Oh, it's but it's
2: yeah. definitely been a journey. Um, and I mean, but while we're on this journey, we're gonna keep talking about it. So we appreciate everyone submitting mm-hmm. in your questions about dating and romance. Um, and for any listeners out there. I mean, we're also curious about your experiences in dating right now. So leave them in the comments for us um, in this episode and also on, on the Instagram post.
1: Um, and we'd love to just not feel alone in this journey that we're on of dating. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash Asianbossgirl slash support
0: or get some merch at com. If you resonated with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. And if you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called Dairy ABG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is at Asian Boss Girl.
2: And we have a couple of shout-outs for today's episode. In Mountain View, California, Kyle is sending a shout-out to his girlfriend, Cheryl, who's applying to nursing school. Keep pushing. You're an Asian boss girl that any school would be lucky to have. From Joelle to Julia in Pittsburgh, happy six-month anniversary for moving out to start her new HR job. So proud of you for serving your vulnerable city community. From Julia in Boston to Lexi, to my best friend in the whole world, thank you for always being there for me and understanding me like no other. I can't wait for more memories and adventures we will get to share in the future. Love you. In LA, Lily is sending a shout out to DA, hashtag why not gals, Sam, Maria, Becky, and aaron Random college housing pairing really sparked this and so proud of where all of us are in life. Happy to remain connected through our virtual wine exchange, even though we're all across the country right now. And from Nagaland, India, Aka Ear is sending a shout out to Panic Boy. I couldn't have asked for a better partner. I'm so glad you took that flight to come see me. June 2019. It made all the difference. I love you. In San Francisco, California, Stella is sending a shout out to Christine. Happy 24th birthday to my bestie, Christine. I admire you for being such a boss lady and I'm rooting for you every day. And last but definitely not least, coming from Manila, Mara is sending a shout out to her future partner who is still looking for her. I love that. Hey, partner, I'm here waiting, working on myself. Please don't take too long. I'm so excited for you to arrive wherever
1: you are. If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree in our link in bio and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one.
2: And with that, we will catch you all on the next episode.
1: Bye. Bye!